and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. Um, and today we are taking a slight aside from our, uh, at least our newest Mark Time and Ogle winners to look at um, someone whose show has won two uh, Mark Times, I think, for previous years. Um, the show is the enormously popular We're Alive, The Zombie Podcast. And I think you can now say this is The Zombie Podcast with a capital T because they have more or less redefined what a zombie podcast is and can be. Um, they are probably one of the most successful podcasts ever, certainly by sheer volume, the most popular audio drama podcast. Um, well in excess of 7 million downloads. Casey Whalen, creator of We Are Alive, um, is, who's on later in the show, says that they are way in excess of that number now. And I think um, part of the success has been creating something that is so great that it pulls in fans from other media. Um, this is, you know, We Are Alive is truly a show for fans of zombies and for fans of survival fiction. Uh, regardless of whether or not you are into quote-unquote audio drama and uh, that's just been huge for this medium Um, i'd love to see more shows do this and um, we like you know this i guess will be the third time we've had casey on the show and be thrilled to talk to him in just a bit they're now in their third season uh, about midway through that third season um, and almost 30 hours at least of um, uh, zombie apocalypse adventure pretty amazing um what they've managed to produce over these years and the uh, number of people who have found that content just fallen in love with it um they're doing their second live show um it's going to be july 27th so that's about a week from when this podcast will be released um if you're out in la definitely check it out it's going to be 7 p.m at the assistance league stage out in hollywood california um if you go to the zombiepodcast.com they've got a pretty prominent um note for that um, and yeah, check it out. We, we talked to Casey a little bit about what to expect in that live show um, and how it complements uh, what he's doing in audio podcasting. Both kind of his whole approach to the production after these uh, so many years have passed, um, how the show has sort of transformed what he sees in We're Alive's future, and just a little, little, little bit about story, uh, which of course is such a big part about what keeps drawing people back to We're Alive. Um, first up, we have a couple other pieces of business. Um, another show I'm really excited to hear is coming out with a third episode is The Minister of Chance. I believe it was back in February for a sci-fi February series. We did an episode for Minister of Chance. We'd done, um, there were just two half hours released, but they were spectacular. Um, they featured um, Stephen Fry and others uh, from the BBC or from the Doctor Who universe, uh, well-known voice actors in these productions. Um, it's uh, I don't want to call it a Doctor Who spinoff, but it uses um, the character Minister of Chance, uh, which was created by Dan Freeman, who is um, heading up the series along with uh, Claire Eden. And um, this his his intellectual property, as, as we discovered in the interview, um, a lot of the Doctor Who universe has been built by other writers who sort of own different little bits of the universe. So uh, Minister of Chance uh, belongs to Dan, that idea. And so this sort of explores this character in more depth, uh, Minister of Chance, the Time Lord who was explored in one of the uh, web-only uh, Doctor Who episodes. Um, I think that was in the early 2000s or late 90s. Anyways, um, Minister of Chance is fantastic. Um, that's going to be available totally for free at ministerofchance.com. And here's a taste of it to hear what's in store. Where was it you said you were from? I didn't mention it at all. Wondrous are you, O sage of the waves. Your sage friend's gone evil. She's the only one who can stop the horsemen. In thy name, I commit the body of this, our daughter, to the depths. Who is he? An assassin. 
The horseman has the means to inflict immeasurable destruction. He'll wreck everything and it will be the end of the world. Don't worry, you're going to stay alive and stay very busy. If you don't do it, the consequences will be catastrophic. How are we going to get through that? Don't let the horseman know it, nor the sage, nor anyone. Wait! Ah! What's going on? The creature is coming to destroy me. And when he does, he will destroy everything in his path. And then the path... Oh will be destroyed. Take all your men, take all the civilians you can and leave. I'm warning you. Go back, go back from the fatal brink. Leave the rest to me. I have all I need. Yes? The horseman is coming. All right, and that was the promo for Minister of Chance, episode three, coming out this weekend, probably out by the time you're going to hear this podcast. And now, one more dose. We've got our latest installment of The Cleansed. Um, in the previous episode of The Cleansed, we were introduced to the believers, the people who are following Paul. Um, very, very friendly, but maybe a little bit too friendly. And now we enter the chapel in chapter 19, which, uh, if you're a Stephen King fan, has special significance. <laughs> Final Room Productions presents The Cleansed, Season 1, Chapter 19. While me, Lucian, and the boy, Amos... We were with these people, the believers, on their way to their chapel. They were nice. They fed us. They were. Well, Amos thought they might be a bit too nice. And maybe now I was starting to think he was right. But here we were approaching their threshold. And what was I to do? You ever stand before a door and think, hey, what's going to happen to me if I walk through here? You think maybe you won't be the same person when you come out on the other side. I felt that a couple of times. And I felt it again now. But we'd also put in some good time to make it this far. We'd put in some blood, sweat, and tears. And there wasn't any turning back. I was pretty sure of that. It was time to see what lay on the other side. Welcome to our chapel. Please. Take a seat. Crowded. These people keep getting weirder, don't you think? How so? I don't know. They look so clean. True. You never see clothes that white. And they're so happy. Please, join me in song. Would you be free from your burden of sin? As far in the blood, far in the blood. When you are evil, a victory win. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would 
Could you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, wonder-working power in the blood of love. There is power. Too weird, dude. I'm leaving. Amos. Sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow. Young master? I, um, I don't feel well. You will when you visit the chapel. Here, you will be cleansed. No, I'm okay. I insist. Hey, get off me! Let me go! Let me go! Today, I will open our Bible to Revelations, chapter 8 through 11, to talk about the prophecy of the coming war, Gog and Magog, written about by the prophet Ezekiel in the book Revelations. podcast version of The Cleansed. To hear the rest of this episode in its entirety and uncut, visit www.thecleansed.com. You can purchase the entire director's cut for $1.99. Also see a full cast and crew list, exclusive behind-the-scenes video, character sketches, and more. Again, that's www.thecleansed.com. Or catch us next week for another free installment. New episodes of The Cleansed will go up on this podcast for free each Friday from March through October 2012. Those are available at thecleansed.com, finalrune.com, and radiodramarevival.com. The Cleansed is a Final Rune production. Find more free audio stories at www.finalrune.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E.com. All right, and that was The Cleanse, thecleanse.com. For more of that show, uh, we are building, building, building this uh, story world. Uh, we've got people who are inquiring about off-grid uh, solar panels and things like that, which uh, if you don't know, I actually live off-grid myself. A lot of the story world um, that has not been fleshed out in the episodes but is there um, has been very well thought out. I even have friends who are putting together biodiesel um, if things go that way. Um, so one of the thoughts I have is to start building up um, some, uh, I don't know what I call it, a wiki, but some sort of um, information about the world of the cleansed and some of the technologies that you see um, that really could sustain um, society after a huge energy crisis. 
um, as is experienced in the cleansed. So if that's something that you find kind of interesting, I would love to hear about it. Um, Fred at finalrune.com. Um, and out of curiosity, how many people um, are just here for story content and how many people are interested in like these these uh, bigger issues that are sort of touched on, but maybe not the focal point of the story. It's very important for me in the cleanse to not have um, the end be the focus, but to have the after be the focus and the story be the focus. But um, a lot of people are fascinated with uh, my lifestyle and uh, what may happen Um yeah, won't, won't even go there. All right, uh, now on to the story of things that may happen. We uh, may have L.A. taken over by zombies and a group of characters um, survive it. And this is kicking off the third season of We're Alive. Um, I personally um, have been really impressed with the third season. Um, We're Alive has been good since the get-go, but I feel like um, they've just been really on their game. The uh, Sonically, I feel like they're taking more chances. The sound environment is seems richer to me. Um, the, there's a lot more new music I've noticed and all the actors just really feel like they've gotten their their parts down really well. Um, so uh, w- with that, uh, we'll kick right into uh, season three. What chapters is chapter twenty five? Um, if you haven't um, heard previous episodes, you probably maybe want to skip on to the interview with AC later in the show. Otherwise, enjoy chapter twenty five: Inadequate Strength. We're Alive, a story of survival. Chapter 25 Inadequate Strength Part 1 of 3 I didn't fear death, or what might be there on the other side if today was my last day. That was then. This is now. Keep up. You have to! Oh, hell! Get on your feet! We don't have time! Look, they're taking off without us! <coughs> Not leaving without her. Fine, whatever, you're slowing me down anyway! <coughs> it's too late. <coughs> no, no, no! No! 
No! Hey! Hey, down here! Look, they can't see you. I'll just get higher. Oh man, it won't matter. I gotta get somewhere they can see me. Oh shit! Get down! They hit the bird? No! The tower is... Oh, no, 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 no! No! It's coming down this way! Oh, God! Take my arm, quick! Oh, God! In there! We won't be! Hold your breath! Holy shit! <coughs> Toss me those towels! Just keep getting <coughs> Keep getting in! enough time or room. Don't go there, all right? It was big enough. No way, man. Maybe with two. <laughs> well, you saw what was left of the other chopper. Look, just shut up. All right, okay? My mom's okay, okay? She made it out. I know she's okay. We don't know anything. Look, she's on the bird, all right? She's safe. That collapse could have taken down the other chopper. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's just you and I now? No bullshit! Where are you going? I have to know. Get the shit up! <coughs> I hear it! The chopper is leaving. <coughs> Told you she was alright. Get back inside. <coughs> She's in there. I know it. Can't see shit sneaking up on you out there. Just <coughs> chilling here, all right? But I know she's safe. If it makes you feel better, fine. But they left. And what about us? Where the hell do we go? Huh? What are we supposed to do? What do you mean, we? You can do whatever the hell you want. <coughs> I still got shit to do. <coughs> more than two feet. They'll be going by then. They already are. Look, I have a mag and a half left. And I'm betting you got less. Then give me yours. No. I didn't ask you to come with me. Where else am I supposed to go? Keep making noise. <coughs> I'm going that direction. That'd be a good plan. I hate you. You know that. <coughs> that was me telling you to shut up. Whatever. You can hotwire a car? What? Because I'm Mexican? Figured you could, brother. <coughs> worthless. I still have a mag more than you. So why don't I just turn my worthless ass around? Why don't you? I don't know. 
Bullets don't matter when you can't hit shit. Yeah? <coughs> and you're any better? Can't drive either. This goes towards the guy with rockets. I wasn't in a jerk. You missed with the bullets the size of my hand! You wanna keep it down? <coughs> Alright, fine by me. Oh shit. Seriously? <laughs> Double back to the Hummer. Way to go. Was that your plan? I couldn't see where I was going. That's why I said we should have waited. What could possibly make you think we'd find them? <coughs> well, I was hoping for stragglers. Something to lead me to her before they move on. Newsflash? No one's here. Well, no one human. Come on, we need to go. <coughs> where? Anywhere but here. <coughs> wait, 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 wait a second. We got time. We'll take the 50 cow with us. That thing's like 90 pounds plus the ammo. Am I supposed to carry you and that? Look, get a car. Last thing I need is someone else find us. Damn it! Where am I supposed to? Yo, on delay, on delay. Nada. Look for the group we hit in the truck before the RPG got us. This thing's wedged. Did I shoot the engine block? Ah, uh, no, it looks fine. Just, uh, just need to find the keys. Oh, God. <coughs> Where's this guy's leg? <laughs> oh, got it, free. Waiting on you. Oh, man. The feed's messed up. The what? Must have got screwed up when we got hit. We leave it? No, get the truck over here. <laughs> I can't tell. Why well, even want to know what that is? Give me a hand. Load it in the bed. How's it busted? Feet shot. Can't load a belt. Fix it? Shit, I don't know. Grab the other ammo box. That's it! Get in! Drive! Drive! What the fuck is that? Go, go, go! I'm flying! Not moving! He's got a laugh! Go in in reverse! We're free! Go! 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 
squirming! Do it! It's gaining on us! I know! There! I can feed it one round at a time. Serious? Shit! Make a count! You gotta prop it on the tailgate. Be steady. Do it! Hey, buddy. Yeah, I got something for ya. Fuck! I missed! I'm good! Oh, bum, bum, bum! Sorry! I almost lost it off the back. Reload! Trying! I spot up ahead! Give me time! I can't! We have to slow down! Ah! <laughs> Get down! Pull back in! Hold on! Yeah. We're through the mess! Almost not. Pick line coming out. You okay? <laughs> I know, dude. Yes. You kill it? Is it dead? Didn't see blood, but I, I definitely broke something. Knock it flat on the ass. <laughs> it didn't go through, you sure? No blood at all? Why would I lie? Those rounds go through solid concrete! You want to argue with me some more? I'm just telling you what happened. Michael and Angel said they were tough. That's the thing that we're talking about. Yeah, one of them. Behemoth or some shit. I hadn't seen one till now. What was up with the gun? Wouldn't take the chain? Nope. Check it out once we get where we're going. Where's that? I don't know. Just drop. How about we go somewhere for a while and then head back to where the tower was? They could come around to pick us up. Not worth it. Yeah? And why not? You couldn't see the helicopter or anyone up in the tower, right? Yeah, so? You didn't see them. They sure as hell didn't see us. The last thing they saw was us getting ill. What's your point? They ain't coming back. We'll find a CB then. They had one, right? We can call... And if they did, they're long gone by now. Alright, so we follow them to Fort Irwin. Might take some time, but we can catch up. First off, I'm not going anywhere. But if they get there, and there's nothing, they'll move on to somewhere else. Okay, nothing's here to hold them back from moving on. You don't know that. Sorry. No matter where they go, we can't follow them. We're on our own. From the window, I could see the ocean of cars along the roads below us. It was almost 12 vehicles thick on both sides and overflowing onto the embankments. It had been like this all the way from LA. It was a mass gravesite of steel, preventing people from escaping the city. Without our helicopter, there's no way anyone could have made it this far. Alright, the GPS says to stay heading in that direction for a while. Down there, that big road is the 15. Follow that. Okay. Hey, take your time. We're not in a big hurry. Uh, yeah we are. 
I've never flown this thing in the dark, and we're running out of time. No, no, at this rate, we'll be there within the hour. Should be more than enough time. Okay, if you say so, you know the way. You're doing great, okay? I'm gonna check on everyone else. Okay. I headed to the back, where Datu, Kelly, Riley, Tanya, and Hope were sprawled out along the red cloth seats hung on the sides. Riley was still out cold while the dog, Lady, was sitting on Kelly's lap, panting. Last time I checked, the dog was with Datu. They were taking turns petting her. Everyone else sat silently, staring at each other or out the windows. While it wasn't impossible to talk over the whine of the helicopter, no one had any words to say. Hey, Michael! How much further? We're about a half an hour out. Tanya, how's Riley? No different. I think she's got a concussion. Tell me if anything changes, okay? Michael, how's she doing up there? Pegs? She's doing fine. She can handle anything you throw at her. Michael! What? What happened? We got a leak! It's losing pressure! The thing Dodge fixed? Can we still fly? No! No! We have to go down! Ah! Do it! Everyone strap in! It's... it's getting really hard to control! Well, push through it! You have to! There! Head for that field! Hold on, we're going down. We kept falling faster and faster to an area of farmland in the middle of the desert. Peg struggled to hold on to the stick as the entire helicopter felt like he was gonna come apart. I thought we were going to crash, but in the last few seconds, she pulled it all together and we sat down in the dirt. I have to turn it off! Do we even have spare fluid? I need to get outside. What? Michael, I said we need to... What happened? Are we there? Kelly, grab a rifle. What? Okay, why? Not to, she lost pressure. That thing you fixed, well, it broke. The hydraulics again? I, I have tools. And we have spare fluids, well, I do can... it, and do it now. Kelly, outside with me. Where are we going? Wait, what about me? Hope, stay in here with Lady. Tanya, I could use you too. Grab a gun. We made a lot of noise coming down. We don't have much time. Oh. Each take a corner. You two up at the front, I'll take the rear. Kelly, keep an eye on that farmhouse down there. That's your sector of fire. Well, there's not much I can do right now in here. Datu, you and Pegs need to fix this now. It took me days last time. Yeah, well, you've got minutes. How do you know that? I don't know if I can. You said it yourself. We can't fly at night. Can I help somehow? No, just stay in there and keep the dog quiet. Maybe it's not so bad. The gauge dropped pretty quick. If that's any help. Not really. Damn it, this was not part of the plan. A lot of things weren't. We'll manage. Where exactly are we? Some farming community outside of Barstow. Hey, turn around and take a knee like I am. You too, Tanya. I'm doing it. Watching the dirt. Some bird over there. No zombies. Uh, uh, bags? Uh, hold 
this while I climb up. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh... I'm not seeing anything on this side. Doesn't seem like anything's out there. This side either. Just keep watching. You can't be certain. If a helicopter falls in the field and no one's around, it doesn't make a sound. Hey, this isn't the time! If something starts to come at us, we'll see it a long way off. I'd be able to see it first from up here. You want me to keep a lookout from the top while you do whatever you need to do? Ali! This is hot! What we need to do right now is get this thing fixed and get in the air before nightfall. We have about an hour, hour and a half at the most, before it gets dark. How long do you think this will take, Datu? Oh. Longer than that! This thing's a mess! I like the idea of one lookout. The rest of us can help Datu or, or tend to Riley. I can move her somewhere more comfortable. I don't think we have her in the best spot. It's gonna get cold too. We might think about opening up some of the boxes and find some blankets or something. Is that okay? Hello? Michael? Michael, are you okay? Am I okay right now? Yeah. I'm just dealing with this. What? The landing? We're fine. I can fix this. No. Bert, Angel, everyone else in the tower. I thought a lot about it on the way here. But now, with something to do, I... I can't right now. You always told us to stay busy. That's the best way. Uh, push it back. Move on. Maybe I was wrong. Where's Angel? Where is he? Oh. Where are we? What happened? You really shouldn't be walking around. You got hit pretty hard. He's not here, is he? We left him there? Why won't anyone say anything? Just tell me! I... I can't. Just please. I, I don't know. I, I, I want to know. I heard you. You said something. You said his name. Just tell me, Michael. Tell me. I... Uh... He's gone. was trapped on the roof when, when the tower came down. Oh God. <laughs> so this is it? Just us? 
Yeah, this is it. I'm just gone. Oh. And my boy. Victor. Oh, God. Steven. Mary. Jake. James. I sent them down to the motor pool. I locked Lewis in his room. He didn't even have a chance. Dotsu, come on down. No. Come here, Dotsu. But, but I need the statue. Nah, there's no way we can fix it in time to leave tonight. Hope, you too. Get out here. I can't get around. I'll get it. Bring Lady? <clears throat> Please? I just got him back, too. Oh. I know. Come here. We need a dog over here. We lit a small campfire, nothing large, but enough to keep us warm and give us a little light. Hope, Tanya, Riley, Peggs, and I sat in a small circle eating MREs while Datu sat on top of the helicopter, trying diligently to patch the leak. I said we could fix it in the morning, but he insisted, and who was I to argue? Oh, and not to forget Kelly, who sat next to him keeping watch. Oh, so what'd you get? Jumble eye. Which one am I eating again? Well, if you can't tell, I don't think reading it to you would change that. You gonna eat your lemon bread? No, nah, it's yours. Oh, I hate it. Tastes like cardboard. Hey, this is a farm, right? You have any crops? It'd be better than this stuff. There's wheat and corn. Wait, we wouldn't have to cook that, right? It's dead and rotting. I look. I'm not surprised. There hasn't been water out here for quite a while. Oh, great. We'll get used to them. What's today's date? Um, August 2nd, for another hour or so. You still writing in that? Aren't we supposed to? I don't know. Are we still doing that? It wouldn't hurt. Exactly. How are we looking up there, Callie? Same as before. Nothing. Might need a new change of batteries pretty soon. It's starting to get dark. I know where they are. I'll get them. Batteries? Yeah, she's using Bert's NVGs. Um, uh, night vision goggles. Oh. There's a bunch of his stuff crammed in the back crates. Yeah, we're lucky to have it. You see some of the stuff he brought? Yeah, yeah. He did plan for everything. Yeah, he did. Honestly, didn't know him very long. But he seemed a little strange. <laughs> a little? That was just who he was. 
As much as we didn't get along, I'm, I'm really gonna miss him. Do we have to get into this? Everyone was just starting to calm down. Hard not to talk about death when it surrounded us as much as it has. No kidding. When I think about it, it's just crazy. Everyone I knew more than four months ago is gone. Now there's a lot to deal with. Here you go. Seems like we'd talk about it more. There are other things you can talk about. Well, it sounds like that's what's on everyone's mind. I don't think ignoring it's gonna help. Whatever you say, I'm gonna have a smoke. Watch her. I see her. I'm just saying, this isn't over. We could lose more of us. Just because we left L.A. doesn't mean we're safe. You don't know. It could be. You know what I'm saying. It, it's just stressful. I hate dealing with that on my chest every day. And to be honest, it's been worse since I met all of you. It's not exactly our fault. I know. I I'm just saying what's on my mind. Maybe you're more involved, because it's the same way with me. I worry about you all more than I did my soldiers back in the day. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You think one of us should go talk to her? Uh-uh. I think Riley just needs to be alone for a bit. I don't know. I'm worried about her. She lost her best friend and the person she loves most in the same month. Yeah, but which is which? Hey. Well, that's what we're all thinking. Leave her be. Anyone else have something they need to talk about besides that? So what happens if we get there and it's a ghost town or overrun? I don't think we're going back, right? Well, there's a few more active duty bases to the east, but I'm not sure exactly how far off they are. I'll be honest, even with a reserve fuel drum, any fallback destination might end up being traveled to on wheels. But I plan to reassess what we can do once we touch down at Irwin. Fair enough. Look, you're all still looking at me like I'm the one in charge, which I understand. But if you have something to say, then say it. I'd rather have you talk about it now than later. We have time. Okay. If we're done, then... I don't know. I might. Okay. What is it? It's about Saul. What about him? You sure about what happened? He was in the Hummer? Yeah, he was in the turret when it got hit. Victor was in there, too. I saw it all happen. But, but are you sure? What about someone else? Is it possible that there's anybody alive back there? What about Lizzie? No, I'm sure. And I doubt very seriously that the Maulers would keep Lizzie alive. There's no reason to. I'm thinking the reason they swapped girls at the trade is because she's already dead. I know, I wanted to spare you the details, but... Well, there it is. I know what you told me before, but I just have a feeling it's all. Not to be harsh, but I know what I saw. Trust me, there's no one still alive back there. Moving around at night in LA didn't seem like the best idea. 
So Victor and I parked the truck and headed inside this like six floor office building. It was mostly empty inside since it was under construction. We went to the top floor and found a small office on the west side. This door's got a decent lock on it. Good enough for you? Don't bitch at me for making sure it's safe. You want to be safe? Then go down and grab the 50 cal out of the bed and bring it up here. Someone might take it. You didn't care a minute ago. Yeah, but that was before I started work. Seriously, what if someone grabs it? What are the chances of that? With hard luck lately? I covered it. If we bought it, you know what? I am done explaining. I'm beat. You want it? You go get it. I'm not getting back up. What time you got? You got a watch. It's broke. I'm just gonna assume it's time for my drip. How long you have to wear that IV thing? I don't know. Till it runs out. Michael and the rest should be there by now. You know? Good for them. So what's our next step? Why you keep asking me like I got an idea? My next step is getting something to eat and then sleep. I'm starving and tired. Any water left in your camelback? Go ahead. Go easy on it, though. That's all the water I've got. Uh, you mind sharing some of that? The MRE? Don't you have your own? What the hell you got in your pack? Uh, a couple of snacks and candy, but no meals. I didn't expect to be out here this long. Think I did? Apparently. I had enough to last me a few days on my own, and now I got you hogging it all. Alright. Fine. I don't need it. Don't know why you're treating me like shit all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Yeah. I'm gonna suffer from your piss-poor planet. <laughs> Whatever, man. Where you going? I'm leaving. Yeah, you better not be taking the truck. Look, I have the keys. I drove it. Sounds like mine to me. I'll leave the 50 cal on the curb. Oh, I'll make sure I'll cover it. I shot the old driver. You seriously going to leave? Just like that? Someone's a bitch. Go, stay. What do you want? I got nothing to eat worth a damn. I'm exhausted. And I don't deserve this shit. Yo, I'm tired too. Then I'll be seeing you. Here, take it. It's vegetarian. I'm not one. I know, but those are usually the best ones. Look, man, if you really want to go it alone, I can go. I don't, I don't, I don't have to be here. Yeah, maybe that'd be better. Mañana, I'm gone. I'm going to be looking for her, you know. I'm not stopping. Look, man, I was just trying to split a meal, not tell you what to do. Ugh. What the hell is this thing? You supposed to eat this? Add water to the bag if you want to heat it up. Why aren't you doing that? Takes too long. <sighs> what are you thinking about? Where am I going to be tomorrow? Where am I going to eat? If I'm going to eat. We'll figure something out. <laughs> we, huh? Sorry. What? What was that? I said, sorry. <laughs> All right. Thanks. 
So, um, <clears throat> where are we going to start looking? Thinking of going back to where the tower was after the dust settles. They were in a hurry. Maybe they left something behind. You, um, think she's still... I don't know. But I'll never stop looking. No, I don't think you will. How's it coming up there? Uh, not too bad. Almost done. Well, hang in there. You can nap the rest of the way. A whole half hour. Wow. Well, thanks, Michael. Yeah. Yay, me! Oh, what time is it? Five. What? Really? Zero five fifteen. I wasn't gonna get everyone up for at least another hour. You can sleep a little longer if you want. No, I can't. Yeah, I hear you. I slept like five minutes all night. Everything's all hazy. Sure, it's not the goggles. <laughs> can you even see me with those things on? Mostly. You're just greener. You can take them off now. It's bright enough. Oh. Thanks. It's hard to tell what he's on. Oh. Gosh, your eyes are all red. What? You didn't believe me? Come here. What? Closer. I'm cold. Well, then get back inside and cover up. Remember that conversation we had about you not getting something? Oh. Now's one of those times. It's been so long since it was just you and I. I just want to be close to you. Well, there's a lot going on, and I really should be watching. You can do both, see? You can look right over me. There's nothing out there. You can spend a few minutes. Datu can see from up there, too, so quit worrying. Well, exactly. What about Datu? Oh, don't let me stop you. I'm done up here. Everyone will be awake soon. Just give me this. All right. Hex. What now? Uh, I heard it too. Okay, who had the jambalaya? They forgot their trash. What happened? What's going on? Someone help me. It's all right. Datu was just shooting some wildlife. I didn't. I missed. It's okay. Wouldn't be proud of that. Guys, where's Riley? What? She's not here? How? Where the hell could she have gone? 
We've had someone on watch all night. Did she even come back after her smoke? She didn't even... She never came back. We're Alive is brought to you by... Since 1995, Locked and Loaded has been the number one armorer in Southern, Southern, Southern. California. Come see our showroom at 8633 Whittier Boulevard. We carry everything from Brownings to Winchesters. And if we don't have it, then we can find a way to get it. Not interested in firearms? We carry a full line of tasers, pepper spray, and stun guns as well. And if you're not sure what you need or how to use it, our staff members are experts. Sure. And offer one-on-one -on -one consultation and training, free with any purchase. Whether it's for self-defense, sport, or peace of mind, we'll get you locked and loaded. We're Alive, a story of survival. Chapter 25, Inadequate Strength, Part 3 of 3. Okay, who had the jambalaya? They forgot their trash. What happened? What's going on? Someone help me. It's all right. Datu was just shooting some wildlife. I didn't. I missed. It's okay. Wouldn't be proud of that. Guys, where's Riley? What? She's not here? How? Where the hell could she have gone? We've had someone on watch all night. Did she even come back after her smoke? She didn't even... She never came back. I had the first shift, but I thought she was inside. So no one saw her after she stormed off? You were supposed to watch everyone. I swear, I thought she was inside. Nice going. We'll find her. She couldn't have gone far. We better. Michael? More wildlife? Everyone get inside. Pegs, warm her up. Wait, wait, what about- Just do it! Kelly, come with me. Everyone else, secure the cargo. Riley! You think she left? On purpose? I don't know. She was upset. Maybe. Hey, tracks! 
This way. They head into the corn. Wait, you sure? It looks like she might have gone down this way, too. All right, fine. Go that way. Paige. Riley! Cats, nothing down this way. Get in. Wait! Michael! The tracks might not be her! What? Kelly, I found her. Michael? Come on, girl, get up. We need to go. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, so am I. What happened? Yeah, any idea where she might have got that? She finished off the whole bottle? Grab her other arm, help me. She's covered in. I don't care. Grab her. Watch our backs. I got her. Me? You sure? Yeah, who else? Which way? We came from there, right? Shit, I don't know. Which way's the helicopter? I can't tell. We got company. This way. You sure? No! The other way. How do we know we're not getting more lost? We are. Michael! Datu! Where are you? Stay there! Keep calling! What? Over here! This way! One more time! Oh, over here! I see him! You found her! Take off, Datsu! Help me hold the door! Alright! 
expanse of desert. There's 50 miles or so from Barstow to the center of the base. I figured that sort of distance would provide a natural barrier from anything trying to get in, but considering the amount we just saw below, it didn't give me much hope. Are you sure this is the way? There's nothing out here. Trust me, keep going. If Barstow's overrun, how can this place be any better? We don't know that yet. Just calm down. Michael! There! There it is! I see the base! All right! Get us close! 
There should be a spot to land in the center. Look for a parking lot or something. Is that water over there? Ha! Told you there'd be water. It's a whole reservoir. Yeah, but is it safe? Keep looking. Tell me if you see any movement. Oh, all right. Uh, but it's hard to tell. I'm taking a floor. Port Irwin. The place was just as I remembered it. It wasn't particularly large. I think the tallest building was no more than three stories. The base was arranged in an elongated circle, with all the military buildings in the center and all the housing along the outer rim. Past that was vast areas of nothingness. Oh, people! Michael! People! Are they normal? Can you tell? I think I see uniforms. That doesn't mean much. Michael, there's a helicopter place up ahead. Okay, set her down, but be ready to take off again. Okay. set down light in the center of the helipad. Several other desert camo helicopters were tied down around us. I couldn't see much else past the surrounding road. See anything? What do we do now? Just sit tight. Kelly, grab your gun. Come on. What about me? We've got it. Hold on. What? Hold on! Oh shit! There! Join us again in two weeks for the next chapter of We're Alive. Download the podcast for free on iTunes and Zoom. Keyword, We're Alive. To find out more or purchase the complete first season of We're Alive, go to www.zombiepodcast.com. Starring Jim Gleason, Nate Gies, Elisa Elliott, Tammy Klein, Shirley Jordan, Otto Sturk and Jay Oligario. I'm Michael Swan. Edited by Michelle and Robert Montiel and Casey Wayland. Composers Katie Wayland and Ron Gallagher. Written and directed by Casey Wayland. Zombie intern Eric Wargo. Line producer Simone Nepper. Produced by Casey Wayland and Grayson Stone. We're Alive. The serial audio drama was created by Shane Salk and Casey Wayland. 
for a complete list of crew, please visit www.zombiepodcast.com. This has been a Wayland production. And that was Inadequate Strength, the uh, kickoff to Season 3 of We're Alive. They're now up to Chapter 31, I think, and there'll be more coming up August 6th. Um, now we've got an uh, exclusive interview with Casey Wayland, creator of We're Alive, and all-around awesome dude in audio. Here we go. All right, and uh, welcome to Radio Drama Revival. Uh, we have the huge pleasure today of welcoming back Casey Whalen, creator of We're Alive, um, the ever so popular zombie podcast. Now in its third season, uh, we are good ways into the third season now. Um, we've had a bunch of interesting things happen in the We're Alive uh, universe, uh, just on the sort of their or their growth end. Um, in addition to having been picked up by Blackstone, they were nominated for an Audi in uh, Best Audio Drama of the Year. Um, they were, went out to New York to do that. Um, he's been at Comic Con. They've got a live event coming back coming up just a couple weeks. Uh, Casey, welcome to, back to Radio Drama Revival. Thanks, Fred. Um, so let's let's talk a bit. You know, we had you on, I guess maybe in early 2010. You know, uh, we're live. Have been going for a couple weeks. Um, and, and, you know, in that time, you know, the show has just grown by leaps and bounds. And, um, you know, I thought it'd be interesting just to sort of talk a little bit about, um, how the show has become and, and, um, you know, that sort of thing. Well, we, 2009 is when we started to, and it's 2012 now. So we've been in production for three years. Um, it's been a lot of, uh, growing pains here and there in different directions, learning how to run a business, learning how to do a contract. Cause in this, in doing this stuff, the bigger you get, the more and more complicated it gets, it feels like, with contracts and all types of royalty agreements. And it's always the thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I would love to do more and get bigger. And at the same time, it's like then you have to deal with, like, taxes, you know, all, all, t- lots more involvement than, uh, than before. And it's like it's a blessing and a curse. Sometimes I just like to go back to the days of just producing and I have to worry about the business side. But, you know. Then again, I wouldn't want to ever move backwards. Put inside the business end of it for a moment. Um, how about the, the the story itself? You know, the the characters. I remember you early on saying you sort of had a, a, an end in mind. You sort of knew how many seasons um, would be in We're Alive. If you you know, not necessarily how each episode would go, but kind of a bigger plan. And so far, is the story kind of going in the direction that you had originally envisioned? Yeah, we're we're moving. I mean, direction of the story is still the same. Um, the ending is still coming on. Uh, we've got about a season and a half left and it's, I, I was tempted to see if there was a way to early on, like, Oh, okay. Well, three seasons may work. Um, but it'd be really tight. Uh, and then I actually pushed it out to four. So we have, you know, still a little ways to go, but it was more or less just like a path that had, we had to follow in certain destinations and beats to hit. So we're, we're right on course. Everything is, is kind of falling into place. Uh, season three is, Pretty much, uh, there's there's a couple little loose ends. I still am writing and some variants there, but for the most part, three season three is set, and uh, season four is just starting to fill in more of the blanks now, and uh, for the ramp up of the last and final season. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that'll they'll leave a lot of fans breathless and probably wanting more by the time you get there. Um, and and so, are you recording as you go along, or do you have you recorded a bunch? Of, you know, for instance, do you already have uh, more voice uh, tracks for season three in the can already? Um, no, we we do this along the way um, and and progressively, only because I can't write um, like I have outlines for the whole thing, but I don't write the episodes too far in advance because I I like to spend uh, a lot of time on the chapters themselves and kind of write it. You know, it's kind of like they do with TV series, is write it progressively mm-hmm. as they go. 
because there's there's things you can't foreshadow and foresee with with actors and things and even though it's like simple adjustments um there it's important i think to, to have it more dynamic and have it uh be written progressively instead of just all at once and then just try and do it that way it's it's more difficult i think uh doing it that way for just the way that we work yeah and you have you know such a huge cast and are they you know have been uh, staying on board, trying to you know wrangle people to uh, come in to do all the different sessions and and put these together as as things go along. I, I imagine you've got a pretty good groove going on these days. Yeah, it's it uh, getting everyone in is is pretty easy. The, that part's never been hard for us, thankfully, because we the uh, the impact of time for our actors is pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. We have about uh, about one recording day every two months, so it's not too bad. Uh, but we did have actors move away. Yeah, that we have to do remote sessions for because um, they may have moved out of state. So Things like that do come up, and you just kind of have to go with the flow and do the best you can to make sure that this, you know, the project move forward. And you know, because you, the great thing about audio drama is it's flexible in those types of worst case scenarios where you have to have somebody like, oh, hey, you had to go to this place for this month, or uh, like uh, one of our actors moved to Louisiana, we can still have them mm-hmm. go to a studio and do re- remote recording sessions, stuff like that. So. I mean, thankfully, we are able to, um, you know, go with the, roll with the punches, so to speak, and still create, you know, still a dynamic, really um, doesn't break up the flow with what we want to create. Yeah. Yeah. And how about the, uh, you know, actual production end of it? I know you've had access to a great studio along the way, but I also imagine you've had some lessons learned in terms of, you know, how to get the performances that you want out of um, cast. And as people have grown in their parts, they probably are more and more comfortable those things. Do you feel like you've also um, you know, improved sonically um, how the show is sounding um, since since the first season? Yeah, definitely. With um, I'm, I'm part of the actors. The actors have been getting in their roles and, and like really getting in their grooves um, very, very quickly, especially with the actors who've been there for a long period of time. They can just kind of jump in and do stuff uh, without having to have any, you know, very little, no warm-ups and just kind of do what they need to do so the actors, I mean, the actors are, are great. And then the new ones, the new characters that come along, they just kind of like, they seem to teach each other when we just kind of throw them to the wolves to record. Um, well, it, it's, it's, it's kind of, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, where we have someone who's inexperienced in doing audio against some of our guys that have done it for like years now. And um, sometimes you get a result, sometimes you don't. Like sometimes they'll just pick up and run with it. Sometimes you have to like kind of slow down and be, okay, well, this is what we're looking for here and kind of, guide them along the way so for this season especially we I, i've been doing an, a massive amount of foley work for this season just because it's been uh I, I my i think my ears are becoming more tuned to what i want to hear out of our story i just want to make sure we reach that goal of uh oral quality you know i gotta ask like you know how do you just keep coming up with more zombie sound effects like i guess you know you think all the different monsters and all the different times um, I'm like, wow, how do they keep making zombies sound original, all these different takes? We have an extremely large library to begin with for that stuff. Um, and so I just, you know, I choose a different one for each one. Sometimes we'll uh, just do a little pitch shift here and there. And it's just, that's, that's the, the goal of ours is a goal of the kind of the, the audio editing portion of it is make sure you don't hear any repeats. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I, I. I would. You know. Definitely say. Um, you know. At least to me. To my ears. You know. Season three. You know. All. All the seasons have been very strong. But you know. Immediately from the first episode of season three, which listeners will have heard today, it just seems like. Um, you know. You've gone yet one notch higher in terms of of the overall. You know. Per- sound of it. The the sort of immersive movie like quality of it. Um, and again, you know, it's just like you really have uh, got your your groove in and are putting out great content. So it's just been a thrill to follow this so far. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, much longer sessions in the Foley room <laughs> doing footstep floor. It's just, yeah, unfortunately, when you the more you do Foley, the more you realize that the stock sound effects in any library that you can, it just it doesn't fit. I mean, every footstep has to have an emotion. Yeah, and, and that's a, that's just uh, just focus on fully for a moment because I guess some listeners you know may fi- might not understand this. You know, I guess a lot of people can imagine what it's like to have actors around microphones. But do you want to talk about some of the things that you are doing in this fully work that people are hearing in We're Alive? Uh, yeah, it's um, for for the fully tracks. What we do is when well, we record We're Alive with just the voices. We do absolutely zero sound effects unless an actor has something to do with their mouth, like if they're eating something or. Um, breathing, sighing, those types of things. Obviously, we have to get from the actors on a recording date. But uh, typically, there is no sound effects recorded on set with the actors. So we have to come back later, uh, choose the performance that we want, and then record sound afterwards with footsteps, with um, just depends on how they interact in the scene. And a lot of times, those footsteps paint the picture of what you're seeing um, and it is, I think, as important to do those in Foley as, as the performances because that's how your mind is putting together what you're seeing. Uh, like, uh, for instance, we had a scene with um, uh, Scratch and Lizzie recently, and every, every footstep in the scene is like reacting and shifting and moving, and if she moves while she's saying something, it kind of takes on a different meaning. And, and so, you know, as a complete um, alternate part of the perspective you have this live show coming up um and live show is obviously totally different than what you're doing behind the scenes in the studio and do you want to talk a little bit about um that what what people will experience and and why you're doing it yeah the, the live show is something we did it uh first in april of 2010 or 11 we might we want to do it because it's one of those things where it's like you're putting on a concert. It's one thing to listen mm-hmm. to everything on CD. It's another to be there in the room with everybody, feeling a performance like you would either at a concert or watching a play. There's a lot different energy. There's a lot more. Um, I mean, the people. weirdly enough, people like live for the mistakes that they make and uh, just yeah. being able to see everyone play off of each other. It's really fun. Um and the way that we do it is we have because we're live is so heavy reliant on sound effects and soundscapes. Uh, what we do is we basically make the the chap. We're doing chapter twenty five. We took the chapter, removed all the voices, um, and that is that's what they're going to go to. And then they have time code markers mm-hmm. of of where certain lines are supposed to be. We're like that's where I'm supposed to hit my beat right there and that kind of thing. We're mm-hmm. um, it's more timed out but they still have a lot of room to to play off each other and you know have fun on stage and everyone gets to experience it yeah yeah and are you going to try and um push technically what you're doing versus your last show you know if you did you learn lessons from that that you're trying to implement for this newest one uh, yes and no um the 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 base of the show is pretty much going to be the same it's like the sound effects are in the background the actors in front of microphones that i mean that part can't really change it's it's very it's it's a pretty simple setup 
Uh, in terms of the venue, we have, you know, it's a bigger theater. This one seats about 300 people versus 100 last time. Um, we have a bigger backstage. We have more merchandise. Uh, so we're basically increasing the venue size. We're having more stuff there available at the event for merchandise. And it's just a lot of the things that support the uh, the show, we're, we're upgrading. And that's, that's where a lot yeah. of our, our focus is going into. And also we broadcast it live online. So we're you know, doing some more technical stuff there. Yeah. And so, you know, at this point, um, you know, uh, we're alive really is a global phenomenon, but do you, do you really feel you have a strong base of support there in LA? Uh, I think so. I think, uh, a lot of it has to do with, that's kind of like where the outbreak happens too. And LA is a giant mm-hmm. city. So you have, you know, those things to contend with, but we're alive fans are all over the world. I think if we were able to, uh, do a performance in like New York or do a lot live performance in uh, some of the more uh, densely populated places on the East Coast, I think we'd still get a, a really good turnout. The The difference is where our actors live and travel costs because, you know, having it in L.A. where everybody lives, they're just driving down their local, you know, A&P, so to speak. So uh, if you don't mind, Casey, I'm getting in the soapbox um, for a moment with my next question here. Uh, you know, in my mind, We're Live, more than any other audio drama podcast that's um, come before us, has been successful at drawing in fans from other media. And, you know, clearly you've got the numbers to do that. You're getting in fans from TV, film, books. Uh, really, anybody who appeals to zombies is interested in this. And that, of course, has been such a huge phenomenon. And We're Live offers something very special to those people. This uh, long, huge, epic, ongoing story told, you know, better than most stories in other media. Um, but it also is the audio drama medium. And, um, you know, it's something I've been saying for a while is that uh, when people outside of uh, who haven't discovered it yet um, discover that audio drama has a, uh, something to offer them no matter what their taste in media is, um, you've got your show with zombies, but we've got plenty of other shows with science fiction, more contemporary drama, mystery, things like that, um, that it, it will be hugely transformative and that those kinds of fans will draw, uh, build up the growth um, elsewhere in the medium. And, you know, sort of on that lines, uh, I'd ask, um, do you agree and do you think, uh, you know, what kind of things are fans saying as you listen to audio drama? Uh, what, what do you think audio drama has to offer people? Uh, yeah, the, um, I think part of the reason why audio dramas are doing well in this, this fashion is they offer something that, um, it's a hybrid between movies and books where in books they have to give you every little detail to give the nuance of how someone says something. And in a movie... Uh, you visually see the character say something, whereas in the audio drama is kind of midway there where you kind of have to put the pieces together based on the reaction. Like, is what that person's saying, I mean, are they lying? Are they saying this? I mean, a book paints too big of a picture and a movie kind of, you know, just paints, gives it to you, whereas a, this you have to kind of figure it out for yourself. And I think that works well. And then We're Alive especially is one of those things where it's like it's a medium. It's, the horror medium, I think, works especially well in the audio drama fashion because, you know, you can do things and make them scarier and more horrific than, say, for instance, if you saw it yourself or read it. Yeah. And this is this may be a somewhat um, odd question, but do you feel that um, you have some advantages for being an audio drama podcast versus, say, if you'd had the ability to make this as a, as a television program? You know, if there's something special about the show because you've gone the route that you have in terms of the medium? Oh, yeah. I mean, if we were to produce We're Alive, the exact story as it is for television, it would have to be millions and millions and millions of dollars for budget. I mean, and even, I mean, you you watch even the most highly 
cost-effective and most expensive shows to uh, produce, like Game of Thrones. And like even the battle sequences, they got to chintz some stuff on because they can't shoot it that way. Or limitations to what they can do. And, I mean, there's... If, if I paint a picture for you with audio of characters walking through the ruins of a city, I don't have to worry about every little detail because you're going to do that for me. You're going to put in the, the details that you can see in the ruins of the city. I don't have to worry about this stuff. I just concentrate on the elements that I'm giving you. And I think that's really you know, like a powerful uh, aspect of, of what I can do versus a TV show that has to, you know, if they do, they have to do absolutely everything to make it believable, whereas I don't have to do as much. Yeah, yeah, and do you think that's also something that appeals to listeners is that they have never had they they have this unique opportunity to exercise you know a sort of way of experiencing story that they you know haven't had the opportunity uh, in other contexts. Um, I think so. I think every listener is is kind of different. Some people like um, like immersing themselves in a world where they can just paint everything, and some people don't like that. I mean, I've gotten a lot of people who are like, "What is? I need more description on Saul. I need more description on these characters mm-hmm. so I can." better understand what they look like. I mean, some people want more uh, more help and assistance in what they're seeing, whereas I like to give a lot more up to uh, interpretation. Yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 so there's an impetus on the listener, and there's um, and there's a, a certain amount of skill involved from the, from the listening perspective. If you're new to this, uh, you know, on, the, on the other hand, it's sort of you know easy enough to say it's an audio movie, but then as you get you know into listening to it, you know, determining who's who and um, you know all that is 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 a little different. Um, all right, so let's get back to the, the business end of things, if you would. You know, every creator, I suppose, when they start out um, on a project this ambitious, imagine, you know, has hopes and dreams for what it would be like to be successful. It, does this feel like what, you know, success is to you? You know, is this where you imagine, you, you know, when your hopes and dreams that We Were Alive would be getting to? Um, no, because I want more. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. I, I, I guess I'm greedy or um, I never, nothing has ever uh, good enough for me. I don't know which, which, which is which, but um, especially going to Comic Con recently, it's like you see the the huge expanse of what uh, these ma- mega massive shows from huge production companies are, mm-hmm. and I want that. I want yeah. I want to take it to a level where it's like uh, you walk it, you know, walk into a store and bam, there there it is. I mean, the people are so recognized with the brand and what it is that they just like just. Uh, flock, you know, I, I always, I want that, and I think eventually, um, I think it may take We're Alive to actually can complete itself before that ever happens, but uh, it's hard to say, but I think eventually it could possibly get there. Yeah, yeah, and and, it, and and do you feel that's because, you know, so many people are listening to it that somebody who's like, you know, um, you know, in those positions of, of producer, you know, says, wow, maybe we should pay attention to this amazingly popular phenomenon that's proven itself with, you know, several, several million listeners strong. I thought that at first. I really did. I thought, you know yeah. what, if we get the numbers, if we get the people, if you build it, they will come sort of thing. And I am thinking more and more that uh, um, that's not effective. I think you have to be a little bit more aggressive with it. I think... Um, and some of the ideas that I'm having now is is actually getting an agent um, to go through and push the content for you to these the big people to the big studios. Mm-hmm. I think that that might be the way to go. Um, just because the, who knows they may be oblivious to it. Uh, they may yeah. not actually be aware of it. Um, they have people may, possibly searching for new content and things, but 
Um, I think having somebody there to kind of like say, hey, here's this, and maybe them just like pitching them an idea may be effective to plant the seed of just what something could grow. Like, oh, did you hear? Yeah, did that? oh, yeah, okay, cool, let's bring them in kind of thing. I mean, you never know. I think... I think a little bit of it is you have to actively seek these things and get you know somebody to to kind of take the extra mile for you. Yeah, and we we'd mentioned that you know in, in emails uh, between you and I, for instance, um, you know you were picked up by Blackstone Audiobooks. Um, uh, you know you you've been selected. You know you get the Audi nod. Um, do you feel that those things have been um, helpful? You know, I mean, and and how I guess how helpful compared to the kind of growth you're getting through, you know, word of mouth, social media, you know, uh, people on the internet telling each other, telling their friends sort of thing? I think by far, in a way, social media is the biggest strength that we have. Um, we, there's a few things that we do, right? I think social media is one of them, making sure the word of mouth of people gets out there. Uh, for instance, one of the things that we actively do is like, if somebody mentions our website on a tweet, it comes up on our radar, and then we immediately contact that person and say, hey, you like the show? We also have a Twitter account here. Follow us, and blah, 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 blah. And I think that right there is is much bigger than um, than Blackstone and the Audis. And the, the reason why I say that is because those entities are not actively sharing the word with people. And I love I love Blackstone. I love our publisher. They're doing a, they're doing a great job putting the media out there. Uh, but I don't, I don't see them like pushing advertisement budgets like I, I don't think there's ever been a billboard for these sorts of things they, they're a really great way if you already know the content but if you don't know it you're not going to find it through the audience or through the the publishers i think other people telling you is the, the greatest thing you could ever have for something like this yeah yeah and again um, as you mentioned earlier you sort of have a point where enough people have heard it that they're telling people that it suddenly becomes a much bigger thing and, and i guess it, and it, yeah and, and then you still have to put out the show each week which is like no small small feet uh, you know and and i guess that's that's the funny thing is like most creators want to create but then there's it seems that there's so much uh behind the scenes that uh, people may not necessarily appreciate either yeah i can't i can't uh, express to you how much website coding i have done for the show <laughs> it's <laughs> it's um it's a little weird and uh, obnoxious sometimes the amount of like uh of like oh hey i need to figure out you know how to do this technological hurdle or this technological mm -hmm. hurdle and um, having a technical background and doing this stuff I think is, is, is on par with your ability to create content because if people are actively searching for you, um, you need to have it like a really clean RSS feed. You need to make sure that all these little, you know, I's are dotted and T's crossed because if, if something technologically is not lined up properly, your, your content could be gr absolutely amazing and, and people won't get it. Yeah, yeah, and that's certainly something that you know, we see a lot here with new shows where people you know very promising, but you know, the, some of those technical things get in the way um, of the content. And um, you guys have always, from the beginning, always been, um, you know, always, always, and, and stuck to a schedule too, you know, which is no small feat. So many shows sort of uh, fizzle and, you know, just when they're starting to get fans sort of, you know, peter out and you've just kept, kept bringing it on. I think, I mean, you must be at like 30 hours of, of we're live at this point in that neighborhood. Uh, yeah, roughly about 30, 31 hours around there. Like a lot, that's a, yeah. <laughs> each uh, each 20-minute episode takes about uh, 30 or 40 hours of production easy. 
uh, at the like the minimum mark, and I don't want to do that math right now. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, a huge undertaking. Um, and so you have at least another year to go um, before season four will be reaching its penultimate conclusion. Yeah, let's. let's looking at the schedule right now, we have this season will end in uh, December. Which is great because it's in time for Christmas, and I'll be like, yes, Christmas break. <laughs> It'll be the first Christmas break. I want to produce something. Um, it'll be awesome. Although I will say writing during Christmas break was fun because it's like, oh, hey, I can write and catch up on things. But um, So we'll stop season four. or I'm sorry. Season three will end in December, and then season four will start up uh, possibly May or June or July of next year. I'm getting married next year, so it's like that's a whole lift, like That'll be complicated to try and arrange a production schedule around that. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. I would love to continue production while that's going on, but at the same time, uh, my fiance just gave me a look right now. I don't <laughs> no. think it's... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, getting those those, those production aspects uh, while living like having a life. is difficult. Yeah, yeah, because I'm also... I, I mean, I'm, I do the writing, directing, and I'm the supervising sound designer, so it's like there's not one corner of the production that I'm not overseeing at one point in time. So, especially with four season, I don't think I would rely on anybody to do it um the the, the way that i want it so i mean i, I think what i end up happening is there might be a slight hiatus for season four in the middle of it or, or I, I would hate to postpone it longer it, it's just one i i have to figure out what i have to do to uh, to make that work um because i mean a wedding is is going to be complicated in the mix of all that yeah no and, and i've seen elsewhere you know um people have already sort of been asking you um, uh, when you're, when we were live is finished, are you thinking about doing other projects? And I guess a lot of that hinges on the things you're talking about. Um, you know, whether or not you, you get the, the hook to, to really do this full time and really immerse yourself. And, and I guess, is, is that where you would hope to be? Yeah, I have, uh, the one thing I'm not lacking is ideas of, of other series and things. Uh, before I did where I, I had a trilogy of films, uh, pretty much done, and uh, obviously, after writing We're Alive, I've, I've learned a lot of things. and I'll go back and change things. But it's a, I have a really amazing story just waiting to get told. I don't know the medium of what I'm going to do, though. Uh, I've thought about doing audio production. I've thought about doing books. Uh, I've, I've, I've considered all the elements of what I want to do, and I'm not certain. I think a lot of it has to do with where We're Alive is after it's over. Um, and also, there's a hint of whether or not I might expand where alive universe some more. It's, uh, there's a lot of things that, that, uh, a lot of side stories and stuff that I never told that I could, that I like, uh, there's, there's a, an instance that I, I told somebody recently, so I can tell it here where, uh, in, in the second season, there's a boat that's floating out in the ocean. I had a whole story of that boat and all the things that, that went on around it. And I, uh, never really, uh, got to tell us the story of it. It wasn't relevant to what we did, um, but I could. I mean, I could always go back and do these little side stories, and I think that's something that, you know, is definitely an option to do, whether it's audio drama, book form, or, you know, or other form. It's just, uh, it's, it's a lot of, you know, it, it depends. I would love to do this stuff full-time, and if I'm in the position of creating uh, full-time after We're Alive, I'd love that. I would love to quit my day job and do this, you know, as a my career awesome well uh to get started people can at least come out um the 27th if you're in the la area we're live live and in the flesh uh, i love that 
Um, uh, that's out at Assistance League stage out in Hollywood. Um, all the info will be, it's at thezombiepodcast.com, and I'll put a link up with the show notes as well. Of course, the podcast, zombiepodcast.com, and um, links to that. And um, you've heard a taste of the third season, but um, if you haven't, go back to the RSS and, and dig it all up. The um, first two seasons are there. Um, and I'll mention um, that they're also both available um, on Audible and other sources through Blackstone. So if you want to skip the podcast experience and just listen to them all straight, um, you can, um, the first two seasons at least. And um, yeah, and, and all, all kinds of great stuff. And, and you can also uh, check out what Casey had to say about Comic-Con and um, Audis and all that stuff on their Facebook and, and websites as well. Um, Casey, it's a huge pleasure talking to you. You as well, Fred. I appreciate it. All right, and that was We're Alive's Casey Whalen. Thank you, Casey. That was um, an awesome time. I will not be out there personally on July 27th, but I hope if you are listening to this and you get this in time and you're interested in coming out if you're in the L.A. area, definitely check it out. Um, what We're Alive has done is remarkable, and I hope it opens up all these doors for other audio drama producers to uh, reach uh, you know, larger audiences, to, to raise awareness, and to um, just really show that audio podcasting can draw this kind of um, people to a show and that it has such um, that the audio format can have such an impact on l- listeners is just truly remarkable. Love it. And next week uh, we do move on. We've got more Mark Time and Ogle winners uh, rounding out the end of the month, and then we're on to new programming. We'll have a little bit of a, a summer um, serial going on through the month of August, and then a bunch of more interviews with established producers coming in September, and then we're into October for slash gore blood <laughs> that good stuff um all right um now of course if you want more um check out radiodramarevival.com uh we've got 200 hours plus archives there uh we are putting effort into getting our facebook and twitter pages more interesting follow us at radio drama revival uh working on the app working on curated playlists looking at working on all these different things um again love feedback if there are things that you as an audio fan would love to hear more of uh email me personally fred at finalrune.com or fred at radiodramarevival.com i am uh, really trying to be sensitive to people's feedback and people's uh wishes and desires for audio drama as i am both a producer and a promoter of this and um, as we look at things like apps we've been looking at doing an e-store we've been looking at all these different ways to uh make it not just more content, but uh, content of a uh, high quality that you like, that's related to stuff that you like, is sort of what we're all about. So expect to see uh, things like archives of science fiction-specific shows or ho- horror shows. Or if there's a genre that you would like to hear more of that you find hard to find, again, email me, fredreaddramarevival.com. And, uh, of course, follow us on iTunes, Radio Drama Revival, on Stitcher, all that good stuff. We're here. Share with your friends. Love to hear it. Um, all right, and that's a wrap for this week. Radio Drum Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalge. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drum Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com. It's a labor of love. As always, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. <laughs>